0: We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: This one
0: is called The Plants. Take eight. Yoga!
2: Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio.
3: Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Oh, boy. Ed, I got some breaking news for you. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Yes.
1: Although I'm a little afraid nowadays with all the different breaking news. Is this positive? Yes. Yes. Breaking news! The story isn't as bad as the headline. That's right. Breaking news! The story isn't as bad as the headline with artist Krista Macavina. The initial jolt we get when we hear bad news can be jarring. Thankfully, we have the creative power of mind to free us from the limits of circumstance. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that God is love and love is all. Backed with this knowledge we can move forward with the joyful expectation that the healing power of God is at work in all of our affairs. And during the second segment, artist Krista McAvina activates our creative power with today's daily word, which is free.
3: And Ah. before we do the breaths, you had a realization when we kept saying headlines. Ah, yes. When I read this, um, you know,
1: sometimes we make the mistake of not reading through the description enough times uh, before the show and then the... Midway through the show, we start thinking to ourselves, "What's this show about?" So I try to make a habit this week to read it through, like uh, once a day, or you know, whatever, whenever I thought about it. And today, when I read it, I thought of the name, the word, you know, and the story isn't as bad as the headline. And I thought, "Oh, it's the lines that are floating through our head." And Daryl even said it better. He said, "the the cheap lines that our head is feeding us."
3: Yeah, it's like the bad uh, stage manager off the side of the stage. Feeding you bad lines. Yeah, they yeah. really
1: don't go with the story. Right, because they're like helicopter moms that are so yes! afraid, and it's more, you know, about saving face or whatever, rather than really being ourselves and trusting that life is on our side, and that really the most powerful thing we can do is be ourselves. And, um, you know, in the order to do that, especially nowadays, there's so many headlines in so many different places that we get bombarded with in the news or in our phone or whatever uh wherever we look at media because it's so much of it now um we have we daryl and i have found that we benefit from finding a way to just let them go let them blow away rather than you know what if you get wolf blitzered really hard (laughs) like daryl did recently you gotta take (laughs) wolf blitzer throw them out of your head yes (laughs) you know that's the perfect description of it of getting blitzered so uh you know, whoever it is, though, whatever your fancy, maybe you it like could, to get, could maybe be. you like getting blitzered, but whoever, whatever it is that might be hitting you upside the head with those headlines, I think it behooves us, if you will, to find ways to just let them blow away so that we can listen to our own inner guidance and make wise choices, regardless yes. of what's going on, yes. inspired choices. Move forward. Right. From the, from the knowledge of who we really are.
3: Where the heck did I read that? I'm glad I brought that book, Ed, after our three breaths. you want, Why don't you read it now? If it's Um, ooing you like that, I can't wait to hear it. Remember? Well, uh, the
1: other part of the headline thing, too, nowadays, everything, most media outlets function what they used to be like internet clickbait to try to just get you to engage, right? Engagement's the big thing. So it does, when you, most of the time, there'll be a really like traumatic, dramatic, disturbing headline. But when you read through the story, you find out, Wait, Wait, this isn't so terrible. This, isn't really, con- this really isn't even connected with-, yes, with what the headline says. And what we discover, the reason, the other thing about the headline is that my own head, when there's fears and doubt, it'll come up with really um, negative projections about what's going on around me, about who I am, about what's going to happen. But if we are willing to check the facts and get back in tune with who we are, the story is never as bad as that headline is and if we're so you know when i was younger i used to run away i'd hear those scary headlines i'd go heading for the hills but that just it grows the fear grows when we do that and uh when we're willing to face it and check the facts about what's really going on there's always a solution if we're willing to get into a solution-minded uh state of mind
3: wow solution oriented what do you got well, this is from a book called "Life Is for You, and You Are for Life." Yes, it's by Susan Thelig, and it's a primer to help you think your way to better health, a new idea of prosperity, love, and self-expression. Ooh, I like that. I haven't seen that one. I know.
1: Look at. Oh, you know it's good when the author looks like that.
3: Yes. So the uh, the one on on page twenty two, talking about how life is always moving forward. And it says right here, being thankful is very important. If you will try, you will find many things that you have to be thankful for. Pessimism never solved anything. But an optimistic outlook on life lifts us into a higher level of energy. Life is always moving forward. So look forward with an optimistic outlook. Yes. And she prose in the Bible verse. Again, from the Bible, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones.
1: That's right. And our spirit gets broken when our thoughts are out of alignment with the power, the, who we are, how powerful we are. Last night my head was, my hip was aching, kind of, and hadn't, I hadn't really ached in that way in, in the little, and since I had the, I mean, in a little while, you know, I had a, um, an upgraded, some screws put in there in, in July, and it's been going great, but You know, I I, have surfed a bunch and anyway, it was starting to. There was an ache down there, but the headline that came through my head was really really grim. And uh, one thing we've learned is treat the concern like I first. I started to keep trying to stretch it out and do this and that, but you know, stretch out the hip, get rid of that, and then sometimes that works. But not when I'm so concerned and desperate and fearful. It's better to first treat the concern. Look at the negative headline that's going in there. Like let it blow away. Because when I did that, I realized, man, I am so tired. I've been going and going and going. I need to lay down. I need to stop trying so hard. And then I fell asleep. And then when I woke up in the morning, it already felt better. And then when I stretched a certain way, I go, oh, yeah, it's just that all the muscles in the area are, um, you know, tense or whatever. But it's not what the negative headline in my brain was telling me, which I'm not even going to uh, re, you know, I'm not going to rebroadcast because it's gone now. But I'm just saying, When we get those fears, it's really important for us to check in and deal with the concern we're feeling first, and then decide if we need to do anything about the condition in that moment. Because sometimes, oftentimes, I'm if I am this way big time, when I let go of my concern by treating it and remembering who I am and blessing everyone in my life and realizing God is blessing the world through me, the concern goes away and the condition transforms as well. So it's amazing. Yes. Yes. Um,
3: can we do the breaths
1: yeah I was, you know, what I was thinking about too is that that new book you got about the coin remember you read like the beginning of that the other day yeah what? but shouldn't we breathe yeah yeah but for some reason just just take a look at what it's I know
3: it's good We can read it do you want to read that now I think so okay. This uh, we read this the other day. This is another one of these strange books you pick up at some spiritual bookstore because the covers just grabs you or community
1: often has lending libraries when yes. they're open. Um, I think all of them really do. And you can look on the shelf and you'll find one of these old gems. What do you think? Yeah, this this
3: one? is uh, this is called the Healing Coin. It was written in nineteen eighty four by Marion Parish Hall. And, and we love these unassuming. Yeah, um, these unassuming ones have the real kick upstairs. Now listen to what she says. Um, she actually has um, overcame an illness through really diving in to just letting these things, letting those concerns go and just getting reconnected with the exp- the, the expression of love that she really is. That we Mm -hmm. all are. Mm -hmm. So it says this. It often said that you cannot give away that which you do not have. The methods for healing offered in these pages have been proved to work in my own living laboratory. There were many experiments made, all of which did not work, before I realized that I had to dump out all my old formulas and get to work dissolving ideas and beliefs which caused the pain and sickness that were ruling my life. I can honestly give you these healing formulas because of squatter's rights. They work for me and they can work for you. They will work for you to the degree that you work them. Some of the methods suggested here may appear to be designed for fun and fantasy. There is no reason you should not enjoy your mission of, our, of participating in your own healing. Every method has a one common purpose, and that is to uproot old ideas and beliefs that have provided you with their correspondent sickness and pain. Yes. Ah. Ah. Yeah, some of the headlines said, "Oh, some, and, some, go ahead." Yeah. And she quotes, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind." That's right. I mean, uh, Myrtle Fillmore, when she when she had that, you know, the
1: moment of awareness that they talk about, which led to her healing, uh yes. was when she recognized as a divine child, she did not inherit sickness. That it's not. It wasn't who she was, that she was wholeness and health. And, and as she worked and, and let that settle in more and more, she really did transform the condition. And um, and we can all do that. Yes. Because if you're saying you can't, then that's the place to start. If there's a part of you that's saying, I can't do this, that can not happen. The thing you can do is transform that belief and that's where that like sometimes that seems like quote the hardest thing but that is the most effective thing it's just that we have a lot of us haven't practiced enough to realize that when we transform our beliefs that everything really does transform for the better but the more we see it the more we say funniest thing
3: that's right right so ah
1: whether they're old headlines or new headlines you just gotta let them go so let's take a breath we have a oh man this guy was a master this Kuomo cool D? No, it oh. wasn't Kuomo cool D. It was it was a grandmaster. A grand?
3: He was a grand grandmaster. Grandmaster
1: Flash.
0: Flash. Oh yeah, yes.
1: He wrote these. So let Okay, this a is breath. a great
3: affirmation of his.
1: Yeah, because just let him go, everyone, and Ready? remember who you are. Ah, <sighs> let the headlines blow away. ah.
3: Let the headlines (laughs) blow away. Uh, Ah. Let the headlines
1: blow away. It's funny because we furrow our brow when we're thinking worrisome thoughts. And those are headlines, too, because they're for- lines on our forehead from worrying and concern it's too true. much. Oh, are you going to read this? Because this kicks butt. This is called Pike's Peak or Bust. This really... If you go to DarylNed.com, there's a reading list. This All of the books good. are listed there. You can order them for yourself. We don't make money off it, but uh, we like to make it easy for you. We, we recommend The Morning Routine. Yes. Inspired reading. Um some meditation which is simple just relax and breathe set a timer for seven minutes five minutes 15 minutes whatever works for you read Uh, some inspiring books first read the books yes
3: to get your mind now open and moving in that positive
1: yes and then sit and relax for however long is comfortable for you and then as you're because you're who we are naturally will rise to the surface when we stop feeding those negative thoughts or by running away or fighting with them or trying so hard through action to change them but They they will naturally evaporate.
3: It's something of a phenomenon, baby.
1: Something like a phenomenon. And uh, yeah, so then the last thing is just to write down some inspired thoughts. An inspired thought you had in your meditation or when you were reading or make an inspired to-do list or both where you talk about what you're going to do that day, but envision it happening the way you would like it to happen too. if you're at the grocery store, running into amazing people, blessing people with your joy, feeling appreciated at work, experiencing windfalls today.
3: You know, yes. Imagine, you know, yeah, wealth. there's a great Swedish uh, proverb I told that earlier. Yes. The afternoon knows what the morning can't even expect. Is that it? I wrote it down. Let's hear it. Come on.
1: That was a nice dramatic
3: buildup. Yeah, and the, I, then it. it went out like a turkey. Yeah. Okay, I wrote it in my book. See, that's another thing. When you have these after your morning routine, you could jot stuff down. So I wrote... The afternoon knows what the morning never suspected. That's right. That's and right. it's that's why the afternoon is smiling, even if you're a little blue in the morning because it's going, Woohoo woo, I know some good news. Yeah, just
1: dummy down and let it in, folks. Or wise up as someone once kind of scolded me at Unity. Why don't you call it dummy down? But for us, it's like when we're being too smart. Yes. We need to like tone that critical thinking down. That's I always right. call it critical thinking of the, about less than critical issues, is what used to get me in trouble a lot. Like, I need to solve this now. But uh, who is it? Emmett maybe that talks about the first thing to get rid of is that false sense of urgency most of the time so that you can actually make good decisions. But for this show, from Find and Use Your Inner Power, Emmett Fox has a writing called Pike's Peak. Because, again, a lot of the show is when we're faced with something that's seen a headline, a diagnosis, um, a phone call. Someone tells us something that seems so big. It seems so insurmountable. And really the most important place is when the thought or that belief or that headline is, come, is going on inside our head. It doesn't really matter so much where it came from. So he says, Pike's Peak or bust. There's no condition that cannot be overcome with sufficient spiritual power. There's no pr- problem that can present itself to the mind of man that cannot be solved with enough spiritual understanding. The very fact that man can become conscious of a problem at all is proof that he can find a solution. We are here on earth to solve these very problems because in solving them, we develop our own spiritual faculties. Every difficulty that comes into your life, every problem that presents itself to you, means that here is a point at which you are here to learn something new. Do not be an idolater and worship difficulties as many people do. When you say that some trouble is insurmountable or that a problem is insoluble, You are an idolater and you are denying your own divine selfhood. Let nothing intimidate you. As the expression of God, you are more than equal to anything that may arise if only you have courage and faith. Most people have a holy mountain. This really means that coming upon a particularly high and inaccessible locality, people have lost their courage, allowed themselves to be overawed, and instead of tackling and conquering the difficulty, they fell on their their knees in abject terror, and rub their foreheads on the ground, saying, "Oh, holy mountain, do not hurt us." But in New Thought, we have no holy mountains of this kind. It is not our custom to grovel before difficulties, but to conquer them. Coming upon a 15,000-foot mountain, he also talking about America. He's because the pioneers. The pioneers, yeah, and he's the you know because the, the truth, uh, the United States was founded on um, principles that are New yes. Thought principles. Yes. the western pioneers did no groveling instead they said pike's peak or bust and they got to the top of the mountain and conquered it instead of letting the mountain conquer them to do this is to glorify god instead of lapsing into idolatry 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 do not have any holy mountains in your life do not allow any difficulty no matter what it is to scare you say pike's peak or bust and go at it and conquer it the real holy mountain as the bible knows it is the uplifted consciousness that has dominion over all things, never a mountain in the outside world. Let
3: me just read this, too. This is also from Find and Use Your Inner Power, and I'm just reading a few lines from the essay titled My Steer, and it says, It is your duty to claim all good things and to continue claiming them until they demonstrate in your outer experience. Claim health, claim harmony and true success, claim happiness, Claim power to help and bless others. Above all, claim power in prayer—the power to demonstrate in your own life. Yes, and that claiming
1: is, is is a choice. Yes. What usually happens if we're overrun by fear? We we just the fear feels so strong or feels so real that we just kind of I just kind of will let it. In the past, let it go. Let it let it just keep running. Because in the past, maybe when I who knows when I I got I was under the spell that it was insurmountable. What's the use? So then you, uh, that puts me in a place of like a beggar. I start, I feel needy, I need, who's going to help me? And then I feel stingy and I feel scared and I feel like I have nothing to offer. And all of that is like, you always say, congestion. So all of my good that I could be sharing gets congested because I'm so worried about protecting myself that I stop doing the very thing that would heal me, which is to let my joy
3: and my good flow. What were you going to say? Well, this is good because it's the the idea that is misleading about all these readings. And we don't want because sometimes my mind will misinterpret it thinking it's up to me to make the healing. I have to get my thoughts yes. right. But no, it's just allowing my mind to mm. actually stop personally trying to fight whatever yes. it is and just choose to claim that my prayers have power, that God is renewing my mind and improving my circumstances. And whatever the thing that's coming up, like, yeah, but this is serious or whatever, I gotta go. No, I have to do several things. One, I have to pluck that little doll in my head that's saying those things yes. out and toss them out. Yes, that helps. And also just remind myself, no, that God does the work. Yes. God's doing the work. And you know what reminded me? Because when I was about 12. This story just came up in my head when I was about 12 years old. Yes. I asked my father, because it's really the idea that we have to fight to survive, and that's misleading. Even entrepreneurs make it sound like you got to get up, you got to make it happen. Right. And these books, if you're reading them in the wrong frame of mind, could seem like, oh, it's up to me to think right all the time. Yes. No, it's not up to you to think right all the time. It's up to you just release, be willing to release the thoughts that are causing me pain. And then know that God will right the ship. You know what I mean? Yes. So I was thinking back to when I was about twelve. I asked my father, "Who am I supposed to be when I grow up?" Because I was just lost in space. Right. Because I I kind of had this from what I was seeing around me with the grownups. It looked like, you know, life was hard. You got to figure it out. You know that. Yeah. So. Because when all the adults are playing that play out around us, it's like a hypnotic spell and
1: a dream that we believe
3: is real. So he, so I said, Dad, what am I supposed to be when I grow up? He goes, How the heck am I supposed to know what you're supposed to? How am I supposed to know what you're supposed to be? But I'll tell you this: You're going to have to fight for everything it is that you want. Right. And then let me tell you something, pal. Once you get it, the fighting isn't over because now you got to fight to keep it. You know, make sure you don't lose it. And I just thought to myself, oh, what's the use? But see, I was closer to a successful way of living. Right. But I thought because I thought, what's the use that I was a fit? Fa- there was no way I was going to survive in this world. And it's true. There was no way I was going to survive living according to that misconception. Yes. Because what he was really saying was if you got to fight to get it, you're going to have to fight to keep it. And we don't have to fight. We actually surrender to life's embrace, and that's why releasing the concern is my—it's the best thing I can do, and it's the most effective. And I'll throw things in my God box, right? Whatever it takes, or in my mind, I just imagine a doctor, you know, like a angel doctor, yes, and he's anesthetizing the concern, yeah, and. Uh, faster quicker than you would suspect my faith starts to come back when the concern diminishes yeah
1: because we don't realize that it's the concern that's actually supporting the, the condition way more than we think until we realize until we switch our mind
3: and what I could do the one thing I can do in order to succeed in life or to heal is you know when I show if it's a healing thing I would go to the VA and instead of thinking, oh, no, what are they going to do? Or is this going to work? Or am I going to get a decent doctor? You know, all sorts of headlines stuff. You see the paper about VA, you know. Right, They right. get the bottom of the heap of doctors. They're just running tests. You know, you're just a bullet sponge that they're using as a guinea pig. Right. You know, and I, get, I have to let go of all that. And the easiest way for me to let go of it is to go, I'm an agent of God's love. And I go to the VA with... An idea of I'm going here to just be an expression of God's love. Yes. And this is even with what am I going to do for a career? doesn't matter. All that matters is I may have a great goal of what I'd like to do as a career, and I could keep that in the back of my mind. Yes. And, and then to make it happen is get out of the way by every next right thing, whether it's us walking to get our coffees before the show yes. or whatever... Or you going to pick up the chicken sandwiches and me ordering the chicken sandwiches on the right. phone? It's just do the, whatever it is, the next right thing, be an expression, seek or make it the intention to express love. Yes. And man, it, no matter what the seemingly difficult or undifficult circumstance is, this is the method that... Never fails.
1: Well, that's in those moments we're, we're like when you do when we do what you're saying we're like the prodigal son we're coming back to who we are. Yes. And going back and just reclaiming our inheritance because we find ourselves in this land where everything feels scarce. We yes. We don't have enough. But by and we're, we're doomed. And- yeah, we're re- just reclaiming what's already true. Uh, in celebrate yourself, Eric Butterworth says reverse the process. Start with the truth. Think the kind of thoughts that will produce the kind of conditions you want to see manifest in your life. Know that you are created in God's image likeness with limitless potential to do and do well what needs to be done. You are human and divine, and the divine is enclosed in the shell of the human. Like the egg in the nest, you must hatch out. You must hatch out like you were talking about. And you can. Strength is the reality of you. It is the divine level with which you need to identify whenever you are tempted to lean on anything. It is not will— but willingness. Yes. God wills it. Say yes to it. On Joel Osteen from Second Corinthians the other day from the message, he said, he read, he said, whatever God has promised, he is stamped with a yes. That means whatever you know to be true and truly desire, it's been stamped with a yes. God's yes with your yes together makes it a sure thing. Wee wee. Wee wee. So coming up next, oh, by the way, Sue Hodgson said, that's what I've been coming up against this week. My fear of having to do everything myself is so strong. Yes, that's
3: common for you know, all of us. That's
1: why we just need to surrender. You can't fight the fear. You just no. relax, admit it's there, and let it go. And God, God brings it about in spite of our doubts. Coming up next, artist Krista McAvina activates our creative power with today's Daily Word, which is free. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio.
2: You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing.
3: Welcome back to the second segment of today's podcast. Breaking news. The story isn't as bad as the headline with Krista McAvina. That's
1: right. And a quick reading reading from Alan Cohen looking in for number one, Adventures in Uncommon Sense. He's such a
3: cutie pie with his titles. He is.
1: He's a wordsmith. Every day you must decide if you are a beggar or a chooser, for you will act and create results according to the identity you assume. If you believe that you must grovel, plead, or struggle to manifest your dreams, the road to success could seem overwhelming, even frightening. That's just like what you talked about with your dad. But if you realize that every decision before you is an invitation to remember who you are and what you want, the process of choosing becomes exciting, and the courage to claim your dreams follows natural and easily. You should take a picture of that and post it on Facebook. Yes. Send it to me, too. That's a great little piece. Well, he also says, to choose is to be empowered. Every time you say yes to one path and no to another, life rushes to support in, to support you in your decision. Often
3: it does not matter so much what you choose, but that you do choose. Wow. Okay. All right. We just want to say thanks to our listeners. To yes. Mail us wonderful things at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California 90232. Today we
1: received two garden stones hand painted in the most beautiful fashion maybe we can put a picture up of these from david and sue hodgson well david's last name is not hodgson i'm not sure what it is but sue hodgson and her friend david i mean these are incredibly beautiful and they've came through our p.o box and we were delighted to receive them so thank
3: you both and you could also contact us through one-click contact button on our website at darrellanded.com. Yes. But most importantly, this is the time we like to thank the man who makes every show—not just ours, but every show on Unity Online Radio—sound great. He's the audio engineer, and his name is Jeff Comfort. And each week, each he takes day. us right into the comfort zone. We'd also like to give a shout out to Message of Hope, which is a little offshoot of the Daily Word, and they provide free spiritual materials like the Daily Word in Braille, even to uh, the blind and visually impaired community. If you'd like to contact them, they're at 866 421 3066. And we don't, these aren't sponsors. We just brag about these places and people because we, we, Appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. So none of these people, I mean, are paying to be mentioned. We mention them because we're grateful to have them. We also like to give a shout out to the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. That's also known as Silent Unity. Yes. And there's an app you can get for free called the You Pray app. It's the letter U, the word pray. You can even text in your prayer requests. They've been around for over a, a hundred and twenty-five years. Wow! And there's something about calling that line. Yes. And hearing somebody else that it starts to click me because it's my willingness. Yes. Because my willingness to call is my is really subconsciously okay. I'm willing now to surrender to a higher yeah. level of help. You know, it, when you hear these someone pray
1: the way they they pray on Silent Unity, these affirmative prayers. It's not like it's anti-anything that's going on in the world. It's just affirming these principles which are always true. That's the beauty of all this stuff. It's not against anything. It's no. just affirming what's true. When, and when we do, like you just said, affirm that a higher order of thinking, everything else, starts. the headline stops being as bad. The story is never as yes. bad as the headline because – The X factor is that we are all divinely created, and God's hand is always working in ways that we know not of. And Silent Unity is a great way, if the headlines in your head are getting to you, and you want a way to let them go, let them blow away. And remember, the story is
3: not as bad as those headlines. Call Silent Unity. Now, the Daily Word, both Ed and I, subscribe. I've been subscribing for over 34 years, yeah, and I read it every day. It's one of my morning go-to readings, and ironically, it always seems to end up being the perfect message yes. for the day. And we like to use one for each episode, and today's the one we chose for today seems to be perfect for us and our guest to discuss. And our guest is artist Krista Macavina. Come on. Hi. Hi guys.
4: Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be
3: here. So excited. Oh, we feel the same.
1: Yes. We 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 when you when we knew that you were going to be the guest, we knew we had to uh make sure it was a dandy of a, a description and an idea for the show cuz we did not want to disappoint. Oh, yes.
3: Good one. Good one. You actually inspired the show to yeah. the show's uh title. Uh-huh. And the show's description, because back in August, mm-hmm. when you and I talked, yeah. for some reason, I don't know, I just kind of got a little intuitive thought as to how to put my prayer request into my God box. Uh-huh. And if there's listeners who are wondering what a God box is, it's a great way to treat the concern. Because you write down whatever your desire or your concern is in, a, in an affirmative way, yes. being honest about it. Yes. And it's a way for me to feel like I've physically turned it over to God. Yes. Because I'm, I'm writing it down and put it in my box. So then if the concern comes back I, later in the day mm-hmm. or a week or so later, I start thinking about it again in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And wait a minute, I put that in my God box. And already the concern seems to lift and I start to feel, I start to become more and more believing in the great, in the reality of the solution that in the beginning I didn't feel so strong about. And on August 28th, I threw this in my God box. I think I sent you a a picture of it then. I'm just going to read it because here it is. It's on 828 and it says, after the initial jolt. Krista's health started improving. Miracle follows miracle and wonders never cease. Yes. And I feel it.
4: Well, I, I think that was so important to me. Is it okay if I just share a little bit? Do we Yes, need to jump- of course.
1: No, we would, we we're hoping you would.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, there could be people listening to this that don't know it because I've kept things quiet, but I'll get to the reason for that either way. Back in August, I got a gnarly diagnosis, totally unexpected, totally unexpected. I got a, a cancer diagnosis of a very unusual cell type. And you know me. I, well, you don't. I mean, I, the listeners don't, but I know me. And, of course, I got on the Google and went boop, 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 and I looked it up. And there were about 16 case studies of the specific type of cancer I had. And they didn't. Most of them didn't end well. And so, you know, I'd had cancer before. I've worked with cancer patients. So I was like, ugh this is who wants to be one of 16 in the world and and I, and I was like really freaked out and so i've been doing these unity principles for a while and so you'd think i'd be able to be good at turning my thoughts but i was not i was not good at it and so i started reaching out to my my uh my power sources of uh, people who are, are be- <laughs> a little stronger at holding a more affirmative thought for me than me like i know yes. i have we're going for something, it's easier for me to believe for them than it's for them to believe for themselves. So yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: This That's is I'm important for everyone to hear. Yes. Yes.
4: So, you know, so I reached out to people like Daryl and my friends and Silent Unity um, because I needed to shift my thinking. I was deep in like fear mode. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, this is looking good. This is not looking good at all. Um, and I'm like, I still want to do this thing, you know, living, making art making friends, having a good time. So, it was at that point that, I don't know, it took a minute, it took a a long minute, maybe a month, and all of a sudden there was a shift. There was a shift in me, and I think it came from what you said to me, Daryl, and what you've said in this show, is to be, that, that my only job was to be the ambassador of God's love. And so as i started going into radiation every day i just like looked for the magic i looked for the the fun and i used my sense of humor and i met these wonderful you know physicians and radiation techs and and they were great i mean i appreciated even the music that was playing during my radiation, except for the time they really played the Night Ranger and I felt like I was getting radiation in a sports bar. That was not as much fun. <laughs> <much. laughs> but the, the Night Ranger was like, oh, no, 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 this is a little too old. <laughs> but there was a shift. And, and I, you know, I contacted Silent Unity and I talked to them because, again, Unity was founded on healing principles. You yes,
1: know? yes.
4: Myrtle was just like, oh, yeah, no, this, you know, TB is not going to take me. in. And, and she 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 healed herself. Her husband did as well. And, you know, Unity just has this great history of healing. Now, I mean, I'm not doing it just with that. Of course, if I have resources, if I have doctors and treatments, yes. take them, you know, but um, but I think one of the things, one of the resources I came across was this book called The Lazarus Blueprint. Oddly enough, written by former directors of Unity's uh, Silent Unity's Prayer Service, and it really talked about shifting your focus and like turning your, uh, you know, your eyes towards what you want. And there was a point at which I was able to shift that, but it, you know, it took a while. And it ta- and it happens every day. Like you could be yes. going along, and then you can get a test result back. You're like, oh, I don't like that one. But um, thankfully, so far, things seem to be. Responding, so I'm pretty happy about that. But there were times when I, I, I was doing what they call committing spiritual malpractice. I was beating yes. myself up like I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't lining up with the good feelings enough, and uh, and it's very easy to beat yourself up like that. But um, but settling down, looking for fun, finding things to be happy about, having a kitchen dance party, you know, um, having friends who can kick you up the stairs when you're like having a little panic moment.
3: Yes, it's, it's so right.
4: So thank you to you guys. I'm sorry if that went too long.
3: No, that did not go too long. What's the name of that book again? It's called because the
4: Blueprint, That's not- and it kind of outlines. in very simple. Like you know how you like to dumb it down. It just yes. takes the um, parable of Lazarus and kind of looks at it from like what you can apply to your own life in dealing with um, difficult circumstances that maybe you are obsessing about. Maybe it's a uh, relationship trouble, or maybe it's a health issue. But it's all about, you know, kind of looking at what Jesus did with Lazarus and um, applying it, applying those principles to your own life. So and again, it's written. I think it's put out by It's Yeah, it's a unity press book. So
3: nice. That's awesome. That sounds great. You know, it's just hearing that makes me feel good uh, because I feel like it's it gives me the same feeling I got when I read those few lines from that Emmett Fox reading that I read where he says, Claim that your prayers have power. And, you know, when I was first introduced to unity and all these types of new way of thinking, I was like, holy cow. Like it blew my mind and I was on board. But then I went through a period of, oh, well, it might be sacrilegious to, Or I may, you know, it's not mm-hmm. humble to admit that I believe my prayers have power. Right. You know, I mean, not even vocalizing. I mean, maybe yeah. I shouldn't 100%. Those beliefs just start activating
1: yes. old beliefs and or no, what might be going on around us. People might be thinking that as well.
3: Yeah, and you know what? That type of thinking feels bad because it's a lie. Yeah. Like it's a lie for me to think that it's sacrilegious to think or or somehow i'm being arrogant to think i know so many my people in ha- my own life that i felt that way too yeah, it's that, amazing that, it's that, so limiting that have power yep. and you know what hell with that heck with that i say be unapologetic within your own mind within yes. your own self that claim my prayers have power my prayers have enough power and you can even say this to yourself at home one of my prayers for good has enough power to heal the world. One I agree. One of my prayers, because there's no difference except within the limits of my mind. Right, and the
1: world we see, we only see it through our own mind. So when we heal our our own sight, we do heal the entire world. It's amazing. It's so I totally agree with you. And I, I when you when you were speaking, uh, Krista, I also just opened up this book that I was just reading from Alan Cohen. To, uh, it says, healing is allowed, is the name of the That's reading. That's it. That's the thing. Uh, he yes. He said this. Yes. He says, healing can happen anywhere, in any way, under any circumstances, through any person or avenue. The universe is always trying to deliver well-being to us. There are no obstacles outside of us. The only obstacles to healing are our own thoughts that run contrary to it, our judgments about who deserves it and how and when. No external condition whatsoever is required for healing. The only conditions are internal. What makes or breaks healing is our belief, our desire, our willingness, our openness, and our readiness. One thing is for sure, the moment you're ready and willing, the healing must come. All that is required for healing is a little willingness. Yeah, and you know what? Hope is the cure. I agree. I was going to say, it's taking time to, this has been my big thing all week, is meditate, First, meditate a little bit to let those, whatever the fearful thoughts that wants to try to desperately change the condition, I have to meditate and let that go. As that starts to loosen up, then start to claim my good. Then start to claim my good, not just for me, but for everyone. And then really trust that when as my mind changes the whole thing changes the conditions have to change that they're actually responding to my thinking and i've seen amazing things happen in my own life in just the last few days in the way my body has felt in the way i've the way i've seen the world the way my job has felt the way everything felt has felt but the i feel like the biggest temptation for me that i've had to let go of is the let the temptation to fight the condition instead of that meditate and let go of the concern of the condition for now relax get into a Flowing state of mind, a peaceful state of mind, and then start affirming the good, like Daryl said too. Claim the good, but get first get into because otherwise, like Krista was describing, it can become a push and pull where I think I'm not doing it enough. I start beating myself up, whatever. All of that has to go. You know, we have to just let go and surrender first, get into the flow with life, and from that elevated perspective where we start to see clearly, then start claiming and affirming our good and just watch what happens. It's amazing.
4: Mm-hmm. And your your stories of healing with, with your own condition it, were so inspiring and helpful to me and mm-hmm. and you're so right. Get in your head to just zip it and, and be quiet. That's mm-hmm. when you can like hear the the whispers, the like, the next right steps. Like oh, I should maybe look into this or I should look into that or I should talk to this person and then and there and all those links to your good start showing up. But yes. being quiet meditating, using prayer, that. Uh, that's been, uh, first of all, just a, a lifesaver, peace, peacemaker for me. But that's when I can actually follow through on intuition.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I think the thing that's helped me this week is going to the place, in, willing to like, wherever that tension inside me is being held, like breathing into it. I don't dig into it. I just breathe and bless it and soften around it and admit that's what's going on and then start affirming that this is the very place through which God is going to start to work rather than like having like the holy mountain that um, Emmett was describing, rather than having this sort of place inside me that's like kind of pushed to the side, and I hope it doesn't, I, hope I, I don't know, I don't want to look at it, I hope it goes away. Like kind of sit with it and say, no, this is the very place, because God is working on every cell of my body and every area of my life right now, including this. It's almost like reclaiming that part of myself that maybe I pushed away a long time ago and thought it wasn't worthy of love or whatever it is and reclaiming it and affirming that I am willing to learn something new, to see something new that I've never seen, that God has ways that I that I know not of, and then stepping back and just, like Daryl said, taking one step at a time and watching how this stuff unfolds, being the ambassador of God's love like you were describing. It's amazing.
3: Well, I've read something, because I like to read something spiritual before I go to bed. Right. It's just two pages, so I tell myself. So you mm-hmm. can read two pages. So that way, if I decide to... Watch a little YouTube and you know, that could take you down a rabbit hole. Oh man with holes. good intentions, all oh, of a sudden yeah. next thing you know, you're watching something, you go, Why did I watch this? But I always followed up, even when mine goes, No, no, you could skip the reading. I read something. And the other night I read an Emmett Fox reading. Just Emmett Fox is the book de jour, just because that's been the one on my nightstand lately. Like we go through our different books on the show. It just tends to be the one that we've been going to for that yes, week. Yes. And in it was Remember, me follows I. That's the story. And what it means is the me of me is the me that sometimes I think is the real me. And it's the me that gets worried, concerned, um, has to figure things out, gets full of self-pity, tells myself I'm not doing things right. But there's also an I, like the I am, the God in me, the real self with the big S. Yeah. And when reading that, just helped me go, yes, I can click over to the I and get the, I, the me to follow I. Yes. Not listen to the me and forget that the I am is there. Wow. And it helped me click out of those uh, those thoughts I was having that were fearful that evening. And then it also, like Ed was saying. And I practiced this yesterday because I got I was starting to get a migraine. So instead of being offended and cursing it, mm-hmm. which is very easy to do. I'm yes. sure, Krista, you could relate. You yeah. start getting offended and I'm, disappointed and you right. start cursing. Why is this happening? Just crap. It does not solve anything. No. It doesn't help the It just condition. attracts more yeah. horrible thoughts. Yeah. So combined with my new reading of have me follow I right I decided ooh this very spot or this very person or this very condition that's offending me or causing me concern that's really a signal to where I need to see God working yeah not, not me figuring it out that's right but that's just right. imagine in a general way I don't know how he's doing it but the light of God yes. is going on there. Not for me to keep condemning or not for me to become a repeat offender if it's something I heard or something I read and calling another friend. Can you believe what I saw? Nope. It means that's a signal, Daryl. That's the very place that that place that's causing you all this pain is the very place where you need to see God working. Yes, that's where you need to be set free,
1: and we yes. need to set the show free in four and a half minutes. So, Krista, would you mind reading the Daily Word? Oh,
4: that's right! Well, yes, and this is a good one, um, and because it's all about creating, and you know, that's, uh, that's my favorite That's my favorite thing, to quote Elf. Okay, free. I am free to create my life, and this is for December 14th, in case someone yes. wants to go back and find it. December yes. 14th 2020. Um, I am blessed with the freedom to create my experience of life through my thoughts. I may have obligations and expectations, but I decide the outlook with which I approach them. My attitude of hope and promise, of discovery and joy makes each day special. The power of my mind frees me from the limits of circumstance. No longer discouraged by situations I don't like, I am free to use my creative mind to envision the greatest outcomes I can imagine. I am free to use my powers of judgment And will to make determinations in the best interest of others and myself. Spiritual law tells me thoughts are things, and as I place my attention on something, I am creating my reality. I am blessed with freedom to create my life. And the verse that goes with it is, Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Uh, Second Corinthians three seventeen.
1: Wow. That's the second Corinthians. That's what I quoted Joel from as well. Isn't that crazy? Now, Krista, thank yeah. you for joining us. Oh, that, that daily word describes you perfectly.
4: Uh, and thank you for all your support and prayers. I really appreciate it. It's working. It's doing it right.
1: is working. Yeah. And now all of our listeners are uh, doing the same thing. And, um, yeah, so we just can't thank you
3: enough for coming on. Uh, Yes, but we do have a a little story about you, Chris. Ed found it in the TMZ Wire. We cannot confirm or deny whether or not this is false. Hang on. Yeah, the truth came out here uh,
1: at the next page. It goes... It's, uh, so what we read was before heading in to have a procedure, artist Krista Macavina turned to the doctor and said, "Tell me the truth, doctor.
3: Will I be able to play the violin after my procedure?" The doctor smiled and replied, "This
1: procedure is simple and you'll definitely be able to play the violin afterwards." Krista was ecstatic and cried out, "That's amazing! Thank you, doctor." And the doctor was surprised by Krista's enthusiastic response. Before he could even respond, Krista shouted, "I've always wanted to play the violin."
3: Oh, no, that is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get this stuff. Consider the source TMZ. Wait. That's right. Uh, it's Enzo, the FedEx
1: feline What the cat drag? Terry Benoir says Dear Daryl and Ed, you are the Laurel and my Hardy, the Abbott and my Costello, the Daryl and my Ed. Life has been <laughs> Life has been overflowing, and even when it doesn't, I am. Your suggestions for a morning routine, your show, and my ability lately to remember affirmations are really working. After almost seven years of this new way of thinking and living, my life is almost a constant funniest thing. Bless your beautiful hearts, Terry Benoir. Christina Robom says this was such an amazing episode as they all are. She's talking about Stephen Tom Thorpe, let it be easy. Stephen Tom Thorpe's story made my day, and his jokes were amazing. Sienna Ollier was talking about the law of least effort. Her cat went missing. She couldn't find it for uh, over a week, I believe. And then um, finally she turned it all over to God, called Silent Unity, remembered what she needed to do, took, for some reason, had a hunch to walk outside and call the cat's name one more time. And sure enough, the cat Responded and she was able to uh, rescue the cat, get the the cat the help it needed. And uh, so thank you for Sienna Ollier from from France for sharing that. Oh my gosh. Hello, boys! Ethel uh, Merman? Ethel.
3: Herman. Yes. yes. <laughs> For some reason. You crazy kooks. Oh, my God. We're so high in here. I know. Listen, I got the original lyrics to this old number. At least sing along with me, will you?
1: All right. Let's hear it. There's no, no business like God's business. There's like no business I know. Everything about it is appealing. Everything that traffic will allow. Know where you can get that happy feeling
3: when you are stealing
2: that extra bow.
3: Visit darylnet.com to find easy links to everything we do. Jeff
1: Comfort, we love you. And thank Mr. you. McAvino,
3: we love you. For being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl on that on Unity no video. people like God's people. They smile when they are low. Yesterday they told you you would not go far. That, that night, night you opened and there you are. Next day on your dressing room they hung a star. They let's
0: go on with the show.